Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Welcome back to another edition of Stream of Blood, tonight featuring another chapter of Vampires of Pittsburgh, the ongoing gothic saga of the kindred of Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm your host, did I mention my name? My name is Jared Logan, and we are so thrilled and excited to have you all with us here tonight. Let's bring on our illustrious players, a man who in just the last session, his character fed on two uh, dogs in a junkyard. He just, he just drank. He sucked two dogs dry. That's a very fair and I think accurate way to say it. Uh, playing the disgruntled veteran, Curtis Krieger. Please welcome Ross Bryant, everybody. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> hi. It's yeah. true. I, I sucked two dogs. Yes, you did. Uh, well, you had to. You didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tried uh, to do mind whammy on them, but it didn't work. And then you had to feed. Where, where, where? When reason fails, resort to the suck. That's right. Yeah, uh, the suck of last resort. Uh, let me bring out one of your other players. This guy, boy, boy, oh man, uh, this this guy's character recently uh, fed on a cop who was trying to help him. The cop was like, "I'm a first responder. I'll help you." And he was like. Daddy wants to feed, and he ate his neck. Uh, his character did. The the actual player, actor, comedian, improviser did not do that. Of course, I'm talking about as the uh, as the grizzled old union man, Miles Vanderbuck. Please welcome Thomas Middleditch, everybody. Hey, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> what the? Why do you? <laughs> what? Do you think if you do that, I'm giving you melee skill? Because that's not how it works. I have two pips. I oh, didn't even know about it. Turns out Miles Vanderbuck's going to be a nice guy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Her character once fed on a dying man who was bleeding out in the back of a 1992 Chevy Lumina playing Jen Brown, the Thin Blood. Please welcome Ashley Birch, everybody. Do I have my voice? Yay! <laughs> You look and sound great. How are you tonight? Thank you. I'm doing great. I tried to use a much nicer mic and it failed. So don't try harder, kids. Don't try uh, to make things better. Just uh, stick with uh, mediocrity. And that's you'll never great fail. advice. That's right. Um, look, these tech companies, man. I think I made my point there. <laughs> um, how are you tonight? Social commentary. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm nervous that there's going to be one of us that gets dismembered. Ugh. I'm excited to see what happens. 
Right. So let me set the scene and let's get right into it. Are you guys ready? Hell yeah. Um, the beast inside me is rearing and hungry. So let's begin with a quick recap. Uh, our players uh, tracked the barfly, um, a known anarch figure uh, who fed in uh, areas that were not his own territory, uh, this vampire. They tracked him first to a motorcycle club. And then from that motorcycle club, they used various clues to track him to a garage outside of Pittsburgh in McKeesport, PA. This garage specializing in, you know, refurbished classic bikes. And uh, when they got there, they started to meet some very strange people who were immediately onto them and immediately knew that they were not who they said they were. And a big fight investigation uh, negotiation took place. Uh, to quickly hit the high points, Curtis Rieger snuck in the back, gangrel style, running through the forest, then having a junkyard fight with two dogs. <laughs> Jen Brown uh, went brain to brain with a mind controlling, uh, faster pussycat, kill, kill, satana looking vampire out on the highway because Jane Jen Brown tried to stay in the car, which is her MO. Um, and Miles Vanderbuck uh, had a fight where people were kind of being thrown into motorcycles with actual barflies to Headley, but he escaped up into the office and did his technical uh, mumbo jumbo to get into through past a key lock, uh, locking Stu out, and he escaped Stu. And from up there, he could mess with all the security cameras and all the lights in the uh, garage complex. And by doing that, he helped to break Jen from her mind whammy. Curtis got down in the garage. He took out their ghoul. Long story short, the leader of that coterie came forward. He was a man whose face was always in shadow. And he told them that he is not an anarch. He wants nothing to do with the anarchs. He is an independent operator. And the only thing he wants is for the Camarilla to not know he exists at all. So he made them a deal. They, uh, the Coterie, our players, asked for Stu Headley. They wanted the bar fly. They wanted to take him back to the Camarilla. And um, this guy who introduced himself as Buddy was like, you know what? Deal. But what you have to do is allow my associates to use their powers of Imperium Mentis, their dominate powers, to erase your memory that I exist, that this garage is a place where vampires are havening that any of this ever happened. And you guys verbally, at least, agreed to that. Um, in our last moments of the session, Stu Headley, the barfly, was being strapped to a table in the garage. And the two women who were part of the coterie, the two female kindred, were uh, you know, amputating his arms to get him ready for transport, whatever that means. And our good friend Jen Brown... The tech expert, the tech kid of the vampires, pulled out her phone and was about to take a video. So a little bit might happen here uh, in the following scene. We're gonna we're gonna pick up right where we left off. You guys are in the parking lot of this garage. You are surrounded by this coterie. Curtis, I think you went into the garage to watch them do whatever they're doing to Stu. But Jen Brown, uh, a couple things might happen here. Let's see how much of it you get on film. I need you to roll for me. I think uh -huh. your hunger is down to three at this point, if I'm not mistaken. That seems correct. And I think that for, for a good super surreptitious kind of like camera job, I want dexterity plus technology. 
I'm the so amount glad of six- you didn't say stealth of any kind. Great. <laughs> I was so forked. Okay. Hey, you know what? I think Jen Brown's probably really good at filming things on her phone. So um, why don't you tell me how many successes you get, and that will determine how much of this you get on tape. I really like that you um, assume I'm going to get successes based on what happened last time. I appreciate the confidence and the support. <laughs> how big uh, is this dice pool for you? It's bigger, thankfully, than all the other shit I was trying to do. Okay, I got okay, two successes. Good. Two successes. All yeah. right. So that gives me an idea of how much you're getting and like, you know, and, and like at certain points you might be having to like shove it back down in your pocket. But um, mm-hmm. let me know if at some point you want to get something specific on film or if you want to put it away because that's going to change things. Okay. So Jen Brown's like very carefully and probably right now you're getting like this garage door and someone's screaming beyond it. Um, and I think that, um, inside Curtis, you watch as, you know, uh, they, uh, steak stew with like, I mean, literally like a mop handle that they've filed down for such things. And they've taken off his limbs and his head and they pull out this enormous like metal case. Like you would keep like, I don't know, camera equipment in or something like that. But you see that they've got it all hollowed out, and now they begin putting his body and his limbs in there. And you can tell that he's in torpor because, like, even though the veins on his neck are like stretched, like he doesn't move. Like, um, so his head is gone. He's just a trunk. No, no, his head is not gone. I misspoke okay. because that is a okay. final death for a vampire. Right. His head is not gone. <laughs> vampire fans, even storytellers, make mistakes sometimes. So does that it's mean he's alive? On. But he's it just without he, limbs. It means that he, well, Miles survived without a limb for a little bit. So but he had only one missing versus that's dark. He's just a trunk. He's a, a trunk and a trunk. half. And, and they're now like throwing his limbs after him and they're shutting this enormous case. Oh. And then uh, the blonde, the blonde woman who was with all of them, who's like clearly a kindred part of the coterie. She looks a little bit like a Manson family member. She's like in shorts and a tank top like pushes it toward you and goes, he's ready. <laughs> okay. Um, is this case? Okay. Is this, I'm trying to picture the size of this thing. Um, it's big. Yeah. Big, yeah. big for one, one vamp to carry. I mean, yeah, I think that, I think that, it, you know, you could get it, but like you literally have to like, Kind of, there's like wheels on the bottom. Even you kind of have to roll oh. it along the ground, like a like a business traveler's rolling bag. Okay, it, yes, exactly like that. Only full of a dead, undead, immortal monster. Is Stu um, still screaming, or has he quieted? Uh, with oh, all he of the stopped when the stake went in. Oh, he the stake went in. I'm sorry. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it, from your perspective, Jen Brown, you're like filming, and you hear, ah, don't do that. Okay. And then you just hear a lot of like shoving and like the sounds of like, you know, saws and things like that. So um, now um, I'm going to let Miles, who seems to be kind of standing in the parking lot, you can, you know, no role necessary, Miles. You you see um, um, the other woman, the the black haired woman, um, and she's bringing a bunch of people out of the house across the driveway. There's like three uh, people and they are pink. Right. And they also look like they're, they've been woken up in the middle of the night and oh she's like leading them uh, toward the garage um, where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this is the woman that I've seen before. Or is this a new woman? This is the woman you saw before. She's the one that that looks like Satana from that old movie. She's like, you know, black turtleneck, black hair, like very beautiful but dangerous looking. I think there's very little action I can do other than maybe if Curtis or Jen are, are near me, maybe just. I'm going to play it nice and cool. This is the composed version of uh, Miles Sandra. <laughs> just sweating, just like, act natural. I'm like, we can get out of here alive. I nudge these two and gesture so they, they see it. Maybe oh. Jen can film it. Yeah. I would like, I don't know where, realistically, where I could keep it that they wouldn't see it. My phone. Right, um, and I'm taking your two successes. T- your two successes gave me a lot of info about what you're able to get. So okay. I was I was hoping to uh, and you can change it at any time. You can be like, I want to do this now. But I was hoping to avoid us like doing a lot of like, you know, having to oh, rule sure. where it is or whatever. It's like got it. Okay. Just keeping it on. But sometimes you're kind of shoving it lower. Like, OK, um, then and, I guess and, if I could, I would like to get faces if possible mm-hmm. and maybe a street sign or the face of the building yeah Those you're looking yeah markers of things you know that's good yeah no that makes total sense um yeah um i'm not gonna make you roll for that i think you already did so we'll see we'll see how successful you were okay. but um these people are kind of led into the building um and uh suddenly um the guy buddy appears again and again it's dark out in this parking lot the lights had all been shut off so everybody kind of looks a little bit like a silhouette and uh buddy appears again and he's dragging the detective that was with you churchill jackson's man what are you gonna do uh, with him this is gonna be an expensive night for us and he starts taking him into the garage wait what are you doing with him he throws him onto the table yeah yeah relax we don't want to interrupt their rituals. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to uh, explain this? Who's 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 on the table getting hoisted? The yeah, detective that drove you, that was uh, with Jen Brown out in the car. You were not given his name. Churchill said that he didn't want you to know his name. So he's one of Churchill's guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Churchill's ghoul in the police. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's his mole in the police. Department. What are you possibly going to do? <laughs> um, um, well. Anybody can go and look if they'd want. They'd like. I'd like to. I, I mean, I'd like to take the the bag and kind of like still with the pistol, um, roll it backwards away from uh, Alice. Was it? That's right. Um, uh, maybe to the door of the of the garage where I can see my my companions, and uh, just kind of gesture that I got him. Um, okay. Do I see? Do I see through the hallway that that uh, the ghoul is make going to the garage? Um, you mean that the, the, that some people are being led into the garage? You certainly do. I think they're taking them. Um, they're taking them up into the office and probably the apartment up there because they'll be, you know, well that's what they're doing. Carla like tells them to go up there. You hear them kind of like complaining and talking to her a little bit. Like they're like, "Do we have to? What do you do? Why are we at here?" And she's just like, "Go." Um, so they're headed upstairs. Um, buddy is doing something to the detective on the table in the garage. Uh, and now Carla, uh, tells the three of you to come forward. 
as I as I roll up, I try to again, forgive me if I don't understand how this works. I try to communicate with Ruby, I'm like, I'm, and I'm looking at Jen, like, where's Ruby? Where's oh Ruby? yeah, um, was Ruby shut in the car? I don't believe so. Ruby's resourceful. Got, got the elbow drop. Got elbow drop. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, right away you feel an answering kind of like, you know, uh, presence in your mind. And uh, soon you hear <laughs> like the huffing, like snorting of Ruby coming across the lawn toward you. So she is not she is not out of commission. Um, okay. Is she noticeably worse for wear? Is she limping and bedraggled? Uh, Ruby's pretty hardy. I, I don't okay, think good. that, you know, she didn't take a gunshot or anything like, like the first time. So she's, she's soon nuzzling at your leg. Okay. And good. Woman Carla tells you to come forward. Um, um, so where is buddy doing whatever he's doing? It's behind. He's Carla, right inside the garage. Yeah. Um, can I just sort of, I'm not going to move forward or anything, but can I just sort of call to him and say, <laughs> That man was um, beholden to someone much more powerful than us. I don't know how we're going to explain that he's missing and or dismembered. He doesn't know anything. He just drove us here. Yeah, it's okay, Miss Brown. I'm handling it. He sustained some injuries, and I am caring for him. Caring for him? You're going to make, I just want everybody to know, you're going to make a whole lot more trouble for yourself if something bad happens that day. Nothing bad will happen to him. In fact, and now he turns and the garage is lit behind him and his face is just black. You know, he's like, in fact, I just saved his life. You're welcome. Now, please pay attention to Miss Carla. And she turns to uh, all of you and asks you to move forward. I'm going to say something for the sake of the recording. Um, okay. I don't care if anything actually happens with the vampires, but I'm going to say sort of like, I'm going to try to say it kind of like just scared, which it might not be even acting for her. Cause she probably is scared right now mm -hmm. of like a sort of pleading of like, please don't wipe us. Please don't wipe our memory. Please. I <laughs> please don't do this. Please. Okay. Now you guys, you guys did agree to this, but I, I see what you're doing. I want an act. I want, I want Jen Brown to do a little acting. I think that she needs to. <laughs> she needs oh, to. She give doesn't me. have any performance. Take an um, introduction to acting for stage at her university. How about some persuade? How about no, no, no? Some subterfuge, some charisma plus subterfuge. Okay. And remember those three hunger die. Oh boy, do I ever! Such a hungry gal, Jenny. Six, two successes. Two successes. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, okay, so um, Carla has you move for, forward first, Jen Brown, and she's like, "Shh!" And again, it's like just her eyes are suddenly visible, it's like an old movie. Everything goes black on either side, and her eyes get closer and closer and closer. And then she says to you, um, "Listen and repeat after me." You went to Costa's garage because you suspected they may have stolen. Uh, they may, I'm going to start that over. You went to Costa's garage because you suspected they may have sold Stu Headley a motorcycle. The proprietor pretended that he didn't know Stu, 
but you persuaded him, and you were given an address in the south side slopes. And now we cut to everybody ah, waking up in an apartment. The windows are covered in black squares. There's a big metal case in the middle of the floor. On a comfortable-looking old sofa, you see the detective that was with you slumped over, and he's going... (laughs) And you all are, like, suddenly awake in this apartment, like time just went... And what I want from each of you is a rouse roll, because apparently... A day and the beginning of a new night have started. But from Jen Brown, I have some very bad news for Jen Brown. And here is the bad news. When they did that little blood sorcery whammy to kind of decrease your hunger. Well, that ritual has a strange side effect, and which is this. It's only temporary. Your hunger now goes back up to four where it was. And you must make the rouse roll to get up tonight and a second rouse roll. What if you fail this particular rouse roll? I think I just eat this dude. <laughs> and Churchill gets real mad at me, I, right? I mean, I, I failed. I failed too. So I'm- <laughs> so your hunger each goes up, gentlemen. Okay. So Oy. I'm at a four. You're at a four and you have to make two rouse rolls because of this, this ritual. She did this ritual that decreased your hunger, but apparently it comes screaming back when you next awaken. So it is now doing that. So I succeeded on the first one. Okay. And I failed on the second. So I'm at a hunger of five. You are at a hunger of five. And what I'm going to say is like, you are just like suddenly like a feral animal. Um, You um, see Ruby kind of perk up and it's like at you because you were just like, and I think it's easy enough for the others to notice the state that you're in. And you are definitely looking at that detective on the couch. Who's like going and like you can hear his pulse and you can see the vein like pulsing in his neck. What do you do, Jen Brown? I feel like I'm just going to launch at him. I'm going to hunger of five. I'm just going to fucking pounce, right? I think that's like, fair. I think that would happen. And I think because he's sleeping there, I'm not going to require any kind of brawl or anything. You're just on him all of a sudden. What, Miles, you're going to stop her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I do want. I do if, want the. Next I'm time. also at a hunger of fourth, though. If I can compose myself, I'd love to stop her. Oh God! Well, here's what I think: if if any blood is spilled, it's all over for this guy, and I, who knows who else. But oh. right now, I'm going to let you make the Dex plus brawl roll. Actually, I want it to be strength, strength plus brawl roll to grab her before she feeds on this guy. Strength, brawl. Oh dear, it's not that. It's not very good. <laughs> Hunger of four and one success. One success. Okay. Uh, I think we need to make it an imposed roll. Jen Brown, give me okay. a dex plus a brawl roll. Oh, you're going to win this for sure. Um, so it's just going to be two hunger die, I guess. Uh-huh. That's what I got. Well, he won't Wait win it if you get a bestial... Oh, you gotta get a five, you have to roll five hundred. Yeah, a messy critical or something. Well, like I that. only have two decks and zero brawl, so I okay. would only just roll the pips that I have. Is that right? Or yeah, that's you right. You roll two die, two hunger die, two hunger yeah. die. Oh, really? Yeah, you only has no brawl. 
you only roll as many hunger dice as you have dice in the pool? Uh, that's correct. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh um, well, I could um, have gotten maybe another success. Then. I thought you just put in like if you're rolling three for your stat check, but you have four hunger dice, you still put in the Verfelm four. Is that not true? Um, it. I think that that still works in the Verfelm in the dice roller you're using, but I think that. Just just keep in mind, like if your dice pool is three and you are at a four hunger, that means you're rolling three hunger die. Does that wow. make sense? Your dice pools get replaced by hunger dice depending on your hunger. So if you have a dice pool of five and only one hunger, you roll four regular dice and one hunger die. Just put in the number of hunger dice you have into the dice roller. It'll do all the calculating. Jen, how'd you do? Total failure. Oh, that's good news, actually. That's good news. <laughs> so, uh, Miles, yes, you do grapple with her, and she's like, <sighs> like trying to go at uh, this guy on the couch. Curtis, you're awake. Do you want to mm-hmm. do anything? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to get Ruby between, between, or just like a, between the guy and her. Uh huh. Okay, great. Um, you have done so. Um, and I want to see how people are going to, uh, are going to, uh talk her down or do something for her and i can tell you that ruby is now going "Ah, ah, 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 ah," as you guys are like holding her and she's like hissing at this guy what's going get a hold of yourself god damn i eat i get fucking eat (laughs) so do i but not him not him i guess someone for me you can't drain him you can't drain him he's not ours (laughs) if we we kill him it'll be our ass when we bring we bring a box in. If you don't find someone for me to eat fucking soon, I'm going to rip this guy apart. I know, I know. And I stroke ahead. Look, everybody's <laughs> hungry, all right? <laughs> we're, getting us, we're getting us something to eat real soon, right? Curtis. Yeah. Get the yeah. fuck out, lady. Are you asking me? Um, I look at, is the guy, did the, did the human awake? Um, is this he, wait, is this the cop the ghoul cop it is it's the ghoul cop that's correct um yeah you know he hasn't and who knows what's up with him maybe they drugged him maybe they maybe whatever they did to you guys has like more of an effect on humans you, you don't know but right now he he seems to kind of be sleeping but not quite as soundly as he was before okay um i'd like to know where the fuck we are before we start making any rash moves um and uh switching and freaking <laughs> screaming a little <laughs> i said I'll, I'll use i'll use because i like jen but because i know she's skittish and i'm miles vanderbuck i'd like to intimidate her into getting her shit together um like, let's get her shit together off <laughs> let's roll because rolling dice is fun give yeah. me a, yeah. uh charisma plus uh intimidation um and uh jen you can if you if you want to keep fighting him you can resist it with willpower or you can just see how many successes he gets and we can base it on that i'll see how many successes he gets sounds good or success holy shit wow so, so basically i just want to let you guys know how this played out a little bit because really your hunger is making your beasts come to the fore now and you're playing kind of like 
jungle dominance games with each other like miles is like you know getting big and like <laughs> like showing his fangs at you and you're like <laughs> you know getting kind of like beta in the corner you know a little bit so, um that's what's happening in this very dark uh, apartment and you don't know where you are i tell you it's like carpeted again it looks a little bit like a bad airbnb um yeah what do you want to do now Oh, and by the way, Jen, I think that that settles it for now. Cool. Um, I, I don't think that you're going to kill this guy right now, but it might come up again until someone gets fed. Um, so, I, like, I, I guess I should establish what I do remember. Do I know that Stu Headley's in this box? Um, I mean, that you saw them put him in there. You're mm -hmm. not sure if he's still there. I can tell you that now looking at it, you see a little bit of gore, like, on it, like... You know, like um, like a I, red a red thumbprint. You know, can I open the latches and peek peek inside? Okay, so um, yeah, you open the latches and you peek inside, and you're looking at the body of the barfly, Stu Headley, who you uh, you heard a report that he had a certain kind of motorcycle. You remember that you went to Costa's garage, uh, and Jake Costa, the proprietor there. Um, didn't want to give you client information. And then Miles went in and he used his presence on him uh, to intimidate and, and kind of uh, manipulate uh, Jay Costa. And eventually he came out with a client card with an address on it. You guys read the address, which was this address, this apartment. You drove here with the detective. You came in. You had a conflict with Stu. You fought him. Then you took him downstairs, cut him into pieces, put him in this suitcase, <laughs> and it was dawn. So it was time for a nap. Luckily, this uh, this apartment had been used as a haven. So there are blackout panels that slide on all of the windows in here. Uh, and that's how you find yourself here. So based on our memory, I know it's a false implanted memory, but based on that memory, is this a, an apartment complex that it other is people live in? It's a little hazy. Um, you're like, okay. wow, you, the hunger must really be affecting you. Um, but uh, it's it's not an apartment complex. No, you have a feeling of isolation. Okay. Okay. I want to get this guy to to Churchill Jackson right away. I don't want to. I don't want to sit on sit on our task. Jen is like intimidated by Miles, but she's looking at you like, "Are you fucking kidding me, man? I'm so hungry." <laughs> If you suck in someone else's territory, then there's going to be consequences. I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, why don't we? Got, why don't we go get? Why don't we go to the what's it called consortium? <laughs> the Elysium. Why don't we go to Elysium and get yourself a nice little shooter? Uh, you don't. I, you don't even like taking blood from the source anyway, Jen. You're squeamish. Can I do like an intelligence roll for myself or something to see if I have the presence of mind to have an idea that I'm about to have? Um, tell me what the idea is. Well, I want to sort of see if she would have the presence of mind to be like, tie me up. Like to have oh. enough of like a look at herself to be like, I can't be trusted right now. I'm going fucking bananas. I feel like for that, I'd like for you to roll your humanity. Oh, I'm just a huge manatee. Okay, how does this, so the pips that I have in humanity are the pips that I roll, is that correct? Humanity. That's right. Okay, so I believe that is. It, it, it's it's seven, I think, isn't it? It is seven. Yeah. I didn't, did I lose one for any reason? 
You I have may a field have. in box. And then I have one, an X on another one. one. I think two of you did, actually. I, I have lost one. You lost, yeah. Curtis lost one early on. You gained one. That's I right. One? Yeah. So I, I think that you gained that? one for being vegetarian after having lost one. So it kind of even now. You oh, should have seven pips. Okay, in that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right. So I have yeah. five hunger. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and uh, hunger dice don't go in a humanity roll. So we're just oh. rolling this. Yeah, don't worry about hunger dice for that. Okay, great. Well, this hopefully will, if this is a failure, that's going to be a fucking bummer. Uh, oh, result, critical success. Six successes, uh, two criticals. So you are you can you can definitely have that idea and tell them to do it. Okay. So I'm like tweaking. I'm like, just Curtis Miles, just restrain me. I'm fucking losing it. I'm, I'm going to fuck us. I'm going to fuck something up. Just. Tie me up. I don't know. Put me in the car. I, I can't be trusted right now. I just, uh, I just, I put my hands on her shoulders and I'm like, look, and old junkie memories are coming back. And I'm just like, <laughs> I understand. I understand. And I'm looking around like, what's looking around? Is there anything like zip, zip ties, ropes, anything? Uh, there's an extension cord. Um, cool. Uh, it's like a really long one with like one of those like power strips on the end. Okay, I grab it. I cut it in half with my K-bar knife, and I I tie up Jen Brown, and I also tie up the ghoul. Okay, great. At least um, the hands. Let me see something for the ghoul. Yeah, he's not up yet. Sleepy buddy. He's a sleepy, sleepy boy. boy. Um, so, uh, yes, go ahead. What what next? So, and then I looked at Miles then. Elysium then? I think that's probably the best place to go. She's got to get, she's got to get a taste. And Same here, buddy. I'm not doing so well either. Okay. Right. So you um, can now um, uh, take the case and Jen down the steps uh, out of this apartment. Just <laughs> <and>, um, <laughs> imagine like inside their like heads. Yeah. Kung, kung, kung. Someone with a lot of strength got this up these steps because you come out of the apartment building uh, and it's really kind of like a house where there was apartment on the first floor. And now looking back, you can see that it has like just a big garage on the bottom, uh, which is currently shut. Um, You could look in there if you'd like. There's also, uh, you know, um, a kind of a quiet street. Um, you can see more houses down the road a little bit, but they're a bit distance from you and the other direction. And across this quiet street, you see a big uh, iron, wrought iron fence and beyond that, a cemetery. So this is just to let you know uh, what this haven looked like. And if someone wants to roll intelligence um, uh, and they can add add something to it, let's see. They could add, I think, uh, I think drive would be appropriate. Because it's like you drive around the city, you know where you're going. Intelligence plus drive will tell you what neighborhood you're in. Uh, one, one success. Okay. Um, yeah, this looks a little bit uh, familiar. You think you're in South Side somewhere, South Side Slopes probably, because, well, it's kind of on the side of a slope and uh, it looks kind of hilly around here. Uh, it's a pretty nice neighborhood, actually. Um, and, and in my head, do I remember the address that I was given by costa um the address you were given by costa yeah you do actually yeah um that makes sense yeah it's um in fact you you realize uh that you remember it the second you look at at it on this on the front of the house that's when you remember the exact 
address. I've always known. Uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> I have it here too. Give me one second. Uh, I'm just gonna. It's the Tolman Road. Cool. Three four one Tolman Road. Three four one Tolman. All right. Um, do I see the the um, the the flashy '70s car of that we drove there in? Um, you see, yes, you see the the yeah the '70s sedan is parked out front. Okay. Um. Then I, I guess, shall we then? And I'll, I'll usher Jen Brown to the back seat. And then I'll just give me some, give me some cover or miles. You want to, you want to do the honors to lug this or we can weaken at Bernie's the ghoul to the car. Yeah. I, I, if I can, I'm not the strongest boy, but if I, if I can haul him down, I will. Uh-huh. I think that I think that you guys are you guys are able to do this. You know, your weekends at Bernie Bernie's him. There are not a lot of people here because it's like a cemetery. And then, like I said, the houses are a bit spaced apart with big yards. So no one is watching you. Um, okay. But uh, remember, Miles, anytime you're doing something with strength, you add your potence to it. So you have a potence uh-huh. of one. So anytime you do anything with strength, you can add that pot- potence pip, too. That's your supernatural vampire strength you guys get the ghoul in the back you get jen in the back the dog slides in <laughs> all right uh, well, if we put the bar fly in the trunk if that fits um it fits it's a, one of those big american cars from the 70s so it, it does fit in there and soon you are driving down the road uh, and you want to just go as quickly as you can to um the u.s steel building in elysium or do you want is there anywhere else you want to go um where is the, sorry? Could I ask where the ghoul is in the car? Is he in the front seat or is he uh, next to me? You. Oh, that's a bad. You know what? I narrated that, and I shouldn't have. I should have let you guys. He's probably not right beside you, right? I mean, I think Jen would request that he go in the front seat. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, I put him in the, in the passenger seat. Probably put Miles back there with Jen to kind of keep control of her, maybe. And Ruby's in between. Um, he. You can smell him. Jen, like he's smelling like a bag of French fries. To oh, you. Fuck. Like you're just like <laughs> Ashley wants just... a bag of French fries. So I really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, Curtis starts. Do uh, you start driving, Curtis? Mm-hmm. Okay, you start driving down the uh, road, and you're taking the quickest route you know of to downtown in the U.S. Steel Building. And you guys realize it, it dusk. It just hit, and there are people everywhere. You come around a turn and jen brown suddenly there are lots of bags of french fries just kind of walking here and there and back and forth and laughing and kind of like stopping your car to cross the street illegally and things are getting kind of tense again uh for all of you yeah are we in our own neighborhood you are not. You are in another neighborhood called Southside Slopes. You're actually, I think, going to have to go across a bridge to get over into downtown. So we won't pass through our neighborhood going I, this quick way. No, it doesn't seem that you will. I don't um, think so. Let's just get, let's just get to Elysium. We just went to Gessen's. No! These people are just outside the window craning their necks and <laughs> lifting their wrists. I feel like I got to, to constrain myself, right? Like I feel like you should. Right? I want a willpower roll. My willpower is down to three. Oh. I re-rolled something the other day. Uh-oh. And remember, there's no hunger in the willpower roll. That's right. Give it a roll. Thank you. 
Wow, that's astonishing. Two successes. Oh, great. Okay. Um, you were just in the back and like you're, you keep going and like following these people. But I think that it, to prevent something bad from happening, Curtis, we may need a drive roll from you. Okay. Just, just straight drive? I think this is about route and speed. So I want it to be a wits plus drive roll. Okay. One success. Uh, one success. Okay. Here's what I'm going to rule. You are like careening through the streets really unsafely, oh. like extremely unsafely and like okay. coming around okay. corners and everybody and the dog starts barking again. Oh, oh, oh. And you're like, just like moving like so crazily around the streets. Um, but I think that you eventually do get to Elysium. And when you pull up to the U.S. Steel Building, it's like literally like, like out front, like, and like, the, yeah. And the sedan is kind of smoking a little bit from how hard you've pushed it. Um, and now you are in front of Elysium. So tell me what you'd like to do now. Is there a uh, yeah, Oh, parking deck, parking garage, so that we don't have to like parallel park in front of it. Can we go? Actually, there is. Yeah, you you pull over, so you're pulling around to the parking garage, and now I will allow um, Jen Brown to make an intelligence plus etiquette roll. In fact, all of you may. Etiquette. Oh, yeah. they haven't oh, made it's an etiquette roll yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, seven. Etiquette is, buddy. All right. Um, I'm just a union guy. <laughs> etiquette. Okay. Oh man, total failure. Okay. One success. One total success. Failure. Total failure. Guys, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> not important. Who got one success? Mm. Miles? Miles, you're so like, oh, <laughs> we're, we're pretty hungry and we're about to meet our bosses. It, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd actually like to, uh, I was going to um, try and nab a couple vials of blood before we talk to anybody. Yeah. If, if, if Curtis parks, I'd say to Curtis, like, grab, grab the ghoul. I'm going to get me a jump drink just to take the edge off. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we should leave the ghoul here because Churchill doesn't want people to know that he's got oh, right. to inside. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I really sure. go up there? The way that I am right now? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, in our time in Elysium. Uh, How about I bring you know, something from upstairs? Well, then- we know that there's like a main hall with a bar there. I mean, I remember that. Yeah. And, and Jen even snuck some stuff from the open bar, from the bar at that, at that time at one point. It's, it's daytime, lol. So there's not necessarily a party. So maybe there's just a guy that we just go get some, get some, get some, get some blood. Oh yeah. I guess I'm assuming that it's going to be like a party. Like it was that one, that first time we came, but maybe it's not. There's I mean, blood is there a party every time? Are we talking blood rate every night? That's what I assume. That's what vampires do, right? They just always have We've blood We've been rave? here when it's not blood raven. We've That's been true. Here That's true. Yeah. We've been office. here when it's not blood rave. And there was blood there then. In That's the- true. Yeah, right. Fucking do Take it. Around cat here, y'all. So I'd like to, if there's a blanket or, or a coat or something, I'd like to cover the ghoul with that, uh-huh. leave him in the back seat, and then uh, bring the box with me up to. And the second you get out and you start opening the trunk, you hear a voice go, Curtis, you're back. I'm and Churchill Jackson steps out <laughs> of the shadows. Um, you guys. <laughs> 
Relax, yeah. Miles. We have cameras that watch the parking lot. Well, we uh, we're a little uh, <laughs> there it is. We're a little uh, thirsty, if you know what I mean. It's been a long couple of nights. Right, and he's kind of looking you over, and um, Churchill like seems like he kind of like takes a step back, and he just for a second bears his fangs a little bit. And then he's like, I understand. Um, I'll send someone down, but were you successful? I roll the box and I just the full Pulp Fiction like. (laughs) (laughs) Could I do a perception on his fang response? You may. In fact, you may roll insight. Would you give me a wits plus insight roll? It's going to be all hunger die. Yes. Nope, nothing. Nada. Um, this guy hates you, Jen. He's 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 you don't trust him. Churchill. (laughs) You don't trust him. You don't trust this guy. He's up to something. He's up to something. He he doesn't like what you've done with this this barfly character. He doesn't like how you came in, and he knows he knows how hungry you are, and he's gonna use it against you. Um he um Raises an eyebrow at what you've shown him, Curtis, and he's like, I'll send someone down. Mm-hmm. A, a minute later, uh, a couple minutes later, one of those uh, ghouls and the security uh, guard outfits comes out with like a couple bottles of blood and tosses them to you. I down that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going to say, blood diddy. yeah, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, no, no, no. that's. <laughs> I just think we all need to take a moment for that. Just let that all right. sit. We're gonna let that, we're gonna let that uh, air yeah. out a little bit. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can tell you that all of your hunger goes down by one. Oh, only one. Okay. I'm sorry, it's the equivalent of bagged blood, and I can tell you also that, um, luckily none of you are ventru because you you can't. You're like, ugh, it's like, even when it's good, it's it's not good. This kind of bottled blood. Um, okay, so um, uh, you think you might be ready to come upstairs? The guard is sort of just can like I- waiting there outside, and after a little bit, um, is Churchill Jackson still there? Or is it just no? Churchill left, and yeah. actually, uh, the ghoul like wakes up and is like. What happened? From underneath his blanket? <laughs> yeah. He, well, he pulls it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or he remember he's tied up. Hands behind oh, back. shit. Okay. Hey. What the fuck? Hey. I'm just going to get down in there with him and shut the door. I'm like, hey. Um, you're in a place where nobody needs to know that you're here. So maybe you can just cool your heels for a second. Where are your we? boss is going to be back in a bit. Churchill? Yeah. All right, I'm cool. <laughs> Just another day at the office. <laughs> Churchill comes down, and, and and I and then I and and uh and before I go, I'm just like, just you know, don't try anything silly. And then I just kind of make sure that Ruby is like makes eye contact with him, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I get it. And then I'll go up with them. Oh. Very good. Okay, so uh, you're taking the case up. You're taking Miles and Jen upstairs. Is that what I understand? Unless anybody. And Churchill's with us. 
Churchill does come back down. Yeah, Churchill has come back down. And he's like, is everybody feeling better? Are we presentable? I don't know. Are we? Yeah, are we? Are we? Am I at hunger? I'm still, aren't I still like bloodied and like you're hunger for? Yeah, yeah. But, I, but my arms like barely like my clothes look as if my arms have been ripped. Yeah, off. he's like, come upstairs. <laughs> and now, now you're in an elevator with him, and he's like, we asked you to make contact with the barfly, and you dismembered him and dropped him on our doorstep like a cat with a rat. I've got to ask, why? We're overachievers. Can you get some blood, please? Um, when you say that, he goes, ah! Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are now in Elysium, and um, yeah, you can have more of that bagged blood if you want. You want some more? Yeah. <laughs> Jen's going to make a beeline for the bar. Are you untied now? Oh, yes. I, yeah, maybe, yeah, I'll present to Curtis. Okay. And, okay. Um, uh, Churchill points to where you can get a change of clothes, uh, Miles uh, and Curtis and anybody else who wants one. And he's talking to some other ghouls and he's like, call a meeting of the Primogen Council. They've come back in. And um, what sort of clothes are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, they're not great. They're like um, without the badge or the patches. It doesn't have the badge or the patches, but it's the short sleeve button up blue shirt that the security guards wear. Oh. <laughs> That's great for Miles. Yeah. <laughs> kind of his style. Whatever. Can I um, do a mixed drink of the only, I think the only power that I've figured out how to do is the super hearing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, could I do a mixed drink of one of those? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that you remember that that was phlegmatic blood and mm -hmm. you see some bottles that are, uh, that are uh, marked pH. So you start to kind of like pull them off, but I want another willpower roll from you. Oh, okay. So that would be three. Uh, one success. One success. Okay, great. Yeah, you you pour yourself the cocktail, and it's brimming with vodka and blood, and you take it down. And um, I am going to inform you that Jen Brown, not all, uh, what, what is your composure and your resolve? My composure is one pip and my resolve is two pips. Okay. You're, you get, um, you get some willpower back. You get oh. uh, two pips back. If it, whatever, it can't go over your original willpower, but you can get two back now. Oh, great. Okay. I'm yeah. back to standard then. I know that you sometimes get it back at the beginning of a session, according to the rules, but I think Jen was not in her most will-powered place at the beginning of the <laughs> evening. So, uh, but now that she finally gets her vodka and blood, oh, <laughs> she's back, baby. So uh, she gets her willpower back, and she also gets, um, she also gets. Uh, look, we're gonna cure one more hunger, but I don't think it'll do much more than that. That's um, fine. Miles and Curtis, if you've expended willpower, you also can get the higher of your resolve or composure back to your willpower. But remember, it can't go over your original maximum. Um, and um, I want to let you know that uh, you see that Curtis has uh, called a meeting of the Primogen Council. And uh, apparently they're going to debrief you pretty soon. Is there anything anybody would like to do before that happens? Can, can I, I, can I dump another jug of what, blood? <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. Can I speak with uh, um, Churchill privately or ask to? You can, of course. Uh, and he takes you aside. 
Yes. Yeah, let's get our story straight before we talk to everyone. I'd appreciate that. I got Can you, I listen man. to this conversation since I have super mm-hmm. hearing now? Sure. Yeah, you may. Oh, well, are you using that power now? Um, no, I'll save it, actually. Are you sure? Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. I got, your, I got your man down in the car. You brought him here? There was no other. I guess Mother. You dropped him off? Yes. Don't bring him here. Fuck. All right. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'll be back. And you see Curtis uh, head back for the elevator. All right. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who is, is around? Passing. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's okay. The only person that you see around are these ghoul security guards, and you also see uh, you also see like a, a big kind of strapping guy at the bar. He hasn't really kind of looked toward you. He's wearing a tight little shirt, um, and he's got like a bald head, and he you haven't really looked at him so far. Okay. Um, I haven't seen him before. Um, no, but you know, when you came on the nights when it was blood ravey, there were a lot of people about. Sure. Uh, he's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't he hasn't taken any notice of us, really. Um, he looks back at you now and you can see that his face is like it's like too much skull. Like it's just like why are there so many angles? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of face. And even his ears seem like a little bit distended from his head. He looks like the guy you would cast as an orc in a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Jen's just, you know, God, I fucking hate this place. And then drink again, if she can. Not to just, like, <laughs> abuse no. this and try to get my, my hunger all the no, way No, it's down. okay, but Is I that think okay? that at a certain point, this bag blood just doesn't, it can't keep filling you up. So I okay. think that where you've landed is where you are for right now. You, you need something living to kind of do more for you. And I think that now people are starting to arrive. Time has passed. And uh, soon um, you see uh, people you recognize before. Dr. Orman walks mm. by you without looking in your direction and walks directly into the conference room. Hi. Um, <laughs> he uh he kind of like you can see him kind of his shoulders kind of tense as he walks in when you do that um then uh who else um uh a very beautiful um woman of indian descent it looks like uh walks past you um uh and finally uh miss sonia uh, arrives in the elevator and is like she says um hello darling to jen hi she goes over and starts talking with the large guy at the bar whispering i can't hear them you can if you want to use your power or if you want to sidle up with some stealth i'll use my power Okay, great. So that is, uh, you're kind of, you, you've drank some phlegmatic blood, so you have te- temp- temporary access to one dot of Auspex, um, and you're going to kind of spend it now. Um, and here is how you're going to do it. You're going to roll uh, Wits plus Resolve. 
Okay. Um, but you're going to add your auspects, your one dot of auspects to that roll. So you're adding one die. Great. Okay. So then I will do. Two successes. Great. Um, and you can hear her going, how did they look when they came back in? They looked very worse for wear. They looked pretty beat up. They had a huge case with them. Uh, uh, Churchill and uh, the vet had some kind of argument. Um, then Churchill headed back down to the garage. Like he's just telling her everything that happened. Okay. He's like a Sonia associate. Yes, Sonia and, and you are shocked out of your uh, your your mic your microphone ear uh, reverie, uh, Jen Brown, by suddenly Churchill going, "Are you ready, Miss Brown?" God, yeah. All right. Good luck, you three. And he walks into the conference room, and the doors are open, and you see a table full of people waiting for you, and at its head. Adelaide Ross is smiling. She has a perfect red lip and a big white smile with two sharp fangs. I don't like the way he said we need luck. No. Well, I'm, can I bring, I'm just going to take a bottle of whatever, whatever the closest alcohol is with me. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you can do that. Um, so there are seven people at this table uh, representing the clans of Pittsburgh. You recognize Adelaide Ross and you recognize Miss Sonia. Um, Churchill Jackson, uh, you know, is the sheriff. Um, Dr. Olmstead introduced himself in our first session as the premier primogen. You don't recognize uh, a, a guy sitting near Adelaide who seems to have some sort of rapport with her. Um, he's kind of a small guy with like, you know, kind of wild kind of Kramer hair. Uh, and he's wearing kind of, how do I describe his dress? It kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, hipster, 90s hipster. I don't know that that's kind of what I, he's like doing suspenders, but like a trench coat, he's doing that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then there's a, an enormous beefy man with a bald head and like, you know, kind of a, what do you call that? A horseshoe of hair in like a fine suit who was introduced earlier to you um, as Obadiah Griffin, the Ventru primogen uh, and the woman of exquisite uh, taste and beauty uh, of Indian descent is undoubtedly the Toreador primogen. Vidya Saran. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Vidya Saran. And um, Miss Sonia um, looks at all of you and says, Mr. Jackson has brought us up to speed as far as the altercation in the heathen's clubhouse. Tell us what happened next. I'm just kind of glance at either side. Um, oh. Before electing myself spokesman, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we made contact or realized the type of motorcycle that this so-called barfly rode around. Track that to a uh, 
buyer seller repairer of St. Costa's, a uh, mechanic shop on the sticks. We went there, talked to the owner, and got a address from him. We went there down the south side slopes, and it was there that we uh, made contact with the barfly as you see him now. Obadiah Griffin goes, uh, this mechanic just gave you the address? Miles got it out of him. How? His charms. <laughs> Miles is doing this. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I'll roll intimidation to convincingly be tough. <laughs> Even though I'm an old ass. I think old that you man. should. Why don't you give me... Uh, let's see. You're not trying to intimidate them, but you're trying to show that you are intimidating. So give me... Yeah. A, uh, I think it's going to be charisma plus intimidation again. Oh, whoops. That goes five. You know, you know, they're found a messy critical, whatever that means. Oh, successes and two criticals. Oh, wow. A messy Ooh. critical. That's a messy critical. What does um, that mean? Um, it means that the beast inside you rears up. Um, oh, great. That was all. What, that was exactly what I wanted. It, it, it was. So basically, like it's not. You don't just do this. Like Jen Brown's, like his peep. What did you say? His people. His skills? charms. His charms, and that's when you like put your hands down on the table and you kind of like breaking the table with your fingers. And you kind of just show everybody like the face of your beast for a second, and the entire table goes. <laughs> it's it's bizarrely strange for a whatever a, a sixty-two year old man who looks like Nick Nolte with a gold a goatee to do. But you know. well, what you have what you have what you have communicated to them is that while you are quite formidable, and they believe it. Uh, you were also a, a barely leashed dog. I mean, like, that was messy and scary. Like, they're all like, he's still hopped up from this mission. Like, what if, Good. what do we have on our hands here? They should fear me. Um, <laughs> Vidya Saran finally breaks the silence, and she's like, I would like to go back for a moment, if I may. Uh, tell us why you chose to confront the heathens head on and uh, massacre them instead of surveilling them for several nights or manipulating them into giving you the information about Mr. Barfly. We had a plan, and things don't always go according to plan, so we improvised. Churchill Jacks. Oh, go ahead. We attempted to make contact in a less violent way. Started out as a conversation, but things got messy quick. What can I say? These bikers are prone to violence. Churchill Jackson goes, I will add that even though uh, that encounter was sloppy, the masquerade was not damaged as far as we can tell. Um, Obadiah Griffin now speaks, he's a massive man, and he's like, uh, what is this Barfly's connection to the Anarch movement? I mean, I thought we we were 
doing this to find out more about the Anarchs? Like, did, were you able to question him before you stuffed him in a suitcase? He brought him to you so people who knew what questions to ask could do the questioning. Do we actually, in the implanted memories, did we have a conversation with him at all? Or did we just fight him and dismember him? It's interesting, Jen Brown. Like, you're thinking back and you're like, you just, like, remember, like, him saying things that he, that, yeah, you remember, like, snippets of, like, him saying things like, no, don't do this, buddy. And you're like, buddy. Why was he calling us buddy? Uh-huh. Um. Dr. Orman now speaks up and he's like, um, this apartment where you said you had an altercation with him, this is his main haven. It doesn't sound very secure. I mean, should we send someone to investigate it? Was there any connection to the Anarchs there that you could find? Did you? No. He was, a, he, I, I, I try to remember when we went there, was he alone? Um, yeah, he was alone. Yeah, he he was alone. There wasn't there wasn't much security. Now I want now I want a role from you guys because uh you you seem a little confused and I want to mm -hmm. make sure it's as characters and not just as players cuz I'll answer any question you have as players but I think that you need to give them like a persuasion role. I think you need to give them a composure plus persuasion role. Persuasion role. And I think it's all three of you because you're all kind of giving your. Um... Actually, I will leave Miles out of it. He's already given his oh. uh, statement. Are you sure? Okay, you can you can make it. If you want him. Rolling one, dice is fun. One success. One success. Okay. Total failure. <laughs> so two successes between us. After you kind of tell them that you didn't investigate the apartment, um, they all kind of look at each other for a moment. Uh, and then finally Adelaide says, well, can I speak? And everybody kind of like stops what they're doing and sits up a little straighter. Like, of course you can, you're the prince. And then she's like, I have a question. How do you think you did? Like grading scale, A plus, F minus, Gang busters. Gangbusters. Okay. We were told to make contact with the barfly. Seems to be we made about as much contact <laughs> as you can make. And we <laughs> brought them to your doorstep for you to do whatever you'd like with. Yeah, and to be honest, how do you think you did? You're the one that sent three brand new vampires into whatever goddamn sensitive mission, whatever the hell this is. With very little information and very little know-how, what the hell is going on? So oh. goddamn it, you got your butterfly. Look at him. Everybody looks at Adelaide like, "Holy shit!" First of all, they all look at you like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then they kind of slowly turn to Adelaide like, "Cause she's the prince, and you've just talked to her like that." And she sits there like this for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay you're dismissed we're going to confer thank you um and now 
ghouls are sidling up near you. Can I, can I, um, is it cheating if I take another swig of alcohol and play it off, but really I'm trying to prime my hearing so I can listen to what they're saying in there? I'm going to allow your power. I feel like we're still in the same scene. I'm going to allow your power to kind of, yeah, as long as you keep that bottle and you keep swigging, I'm going to let you kind of do your, your radar sense. So, um, do you want to try it again and listen to what they're, yeah, you want to listen to what they're saying? Like walk with the guys, but I'm going to try to listen to what they're saying. Okay. Uh, give me a wits plus, uh, awareness roll again. And remember to add that extra pip of like aspects that you've, Temporarily uh, granted yourself. Okay. Two successes. Um, so that successes allow you to hear like people kind of arguing for a minute and you haven't quite like tuned in yet. And then you hear, I don't see what the problem is. Uh, we thought that it would work and it worked. They performed. And then someone was like, like a blunt <laughs> instrument. They're dangerous. They're sloppy. She's like, there's, there are uses for soldiers like that. Can I tell who's speaking? Um, Adelaide's definitely a kind of talking about all of you. Okay. And the man that said we were blunt instruments. Um, that might've been Obadiah Griffin. Okay. The Ventru Primogen, a guy that you don't know much about, except that uh, he and his associate, Mr. Francis, are trying to buy Grouper, your company. Right. Um, so now you are uh, <laughs> noticing that more and more vampires are arriving, and they're not doing blood rave. They are kind of just, you know, bellying up to the bar and walking around. And if someone wants to make a, I think a, Wits plus insight roll they can about these other kindred that are suddenly appearing. Hmm. One success. And one, one success, success for me too. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that these people, um, uh, you're not sure, quite sure why they're here. It's a Sunday night in uh, Elysium. Uh, and, uh, but they all seem to kind of occasionally be throwing glances at you guys. Finally, the conference room doors open and uh, Churchill and the rest of the Primogen file out. Uh, and you can speak to any of the Primogen that you wish as they file out into the room. Hmm. Or you can just kind of cool your heels at the bar or do, do whatever you like. Let me know what you'd like to do. Okay. Um. I think I'd like to go to the bar and if I can keep just trying to tune into other conversations. Great. Um, no problem. So um, while you're uh, at the bar, um, give me one more of those wit plus, Wits Plus Awareness rolls and add the pip for Auspex. <laughs> Damn. Total failure. Okay, uh, Jen, the drunk is taking over now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not quite as... You're not in that heightened buzz state where you can kind of perceive everything in minute detail. Now it's sort of just turning into a drunk a, a little bit. You're not you're not falling over or anything. Uh-huh. Um uh Curtis or Miles, is there anything that you'd like to do? Um Adelaide is moving through the room and people are kind of like nodding to her and kind of like engaging her in like the way you would engage, you know, the uh, the Prince of Wales when he moves through a, a room. 
I forget who Adelaide is. That's okay. Adelaide is your adoptive sire who you once fed from and who is the Prince of Pittsburgh currently. Oh, that woman. The the, the Laffy girl that we just talked to. With the yeah. white blonde hair and the a killer fashion sense. <gasps> <laughs> Ralph, did you do all of them? That's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's funny being ambushed by them from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Remember this. Um, uh, I want to get a read on Churchill Jackson. Does it look like he's still he's so mad at me and us that he wouldn't want me to walk over and try to like just to try to like, hey, I did my best. Can we can we work this out? He's talking to Miss Sonia. Um, um, you're not sure. Um, you could you could talk to him though if you wanted. I'll walk over. Um, when you approach, you realize for the twentieth time that vampires aren't like people. Because your approach makes them both kind of like turn to you like lions would on the veldt, like, and then they immediately remember that they're not animals again, uh, and kind of straighten up. Uh, and then Miss Sonia says to Churchill, "Thank you." She walks away, and he goes, "I'm heading down to interrogate Stew. You need a hand." I don't know if you're the best person to bring along for something like that, Curtis. Look, I tried to do the best I could with the information that I was given. If I knew you wanted the subtle approach, it seemed to me that time was of the essence. You did solve the problem, in a way, in two nights. Well, that's something, I suppose. Do you need me to get rid of your problem down in the car for you? Shut the fuck up. Do you realize it? Say no more. All right, we'll talk later. And he moves away toward the elevator. Damn. I'd like to uh, sheepishly go up to Adelaide. <laughs> um. She is about to go up that staircase that, you know, leads to her office. Because in the first session, right. <laughs> Curtis took a dive out of that window <laughs> yeah. and everything. Miss Adelaide, or uh, Prince. Oh, hello. Yes, Prince. Wow, look at you adopting the nomenclature. Looks like you can teach an old dog a few tricks. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't mind doing this, but... Uh... Sorry for losing my cool back in there. Oh, no. You don't have to apologize. You know, sometimes kindred forget who we really are. And it's important that we show each other, don't you think? Yeah, sure. I suppose. And I I guess what I really am is well, one of these vampires just like everybody else. That's right. <laughs> you are a vampire like everybody else. Come upstairs with me, would you, Miles? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. And I look back at these two and go. <laughs> um, when you head up the stairs, two of those big goal security guards then step in front of that staircase. And soon you're in that huge office um, uh, that you were in in the first session, except now all the old American flags are gone and the old weapons 
And she's actually put the desk on the other side of the room facing the window instead of with the back to the window. <laughs> um, and um, she sits I like down. Improvement. You get to enjoy the view. Yes. And she's hell, got- hell of a town, Pittsburgh. And I was born and raised here. <laughs> yes, it is. Miles, and you realize that there's no place for you to sit. There's just a huge desk and a chair for her. Uh, and there's just just uh, a carpeting. Um, so uh, she's like, Miles, would you bow for me? Bow? Bow. I'm your prince. Oh, I like I that. So you, you do it. I just I give like a weird one, like uh, yeah. Lower, Miles. Well, come on, no, I'm not. I'm not so bad. You said that you're a vampire like us. This is what we do. This is our hierarchy. Do you not respect my position? Of course I do, Miss Miss Prince. But wow, I guess this is. Uh, my lot in life now, isn't it? I guess so. How? <laughs> when you uh, when your head comes back up, her wrist is right near your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this whole thing. Yeah, I mean. Um... I want to know if I can play it off as like, actually, I think this is, it's more fun to do this. I think <laughs> in terms of the story. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Miles is in. He gives a little. <laughs> um, your fangs are in her wrist. And again, I mean, it's like, it's like pure heroin. Like you're just like, yeah. you're like, you're blown away by it. Everything goes a little fuzzy around the edges for a moment. And just to be, just to be kind of respectful, we're going to close on that scene for a moment while that goes on. If my Um, wife could see me now, my God, how I've changed. Yes. Yeah. She, she, she'd be shocked. Um, Can I say that when, when we see miles go up the stairs, I wanted to come to Curtis and been like, and, and sort of sidled up. And I guess I'm a bit drunk now. Um, but basically be like, I don't trust her. What's he doing up there? Hey, and suddenly that big guy that was at the bar earlier comes up to you and slaps you both on the shoulders. Oh, fuck. And he's like, so I heard you fucking ripped him to pieces, right? (laughs) Yeah. I bet it felt good to rip apart that anarch fuck. Huh? Sorry, who the fuck are you? I'm sorry. I'm Roman. And he puts out his hand to shake. Roman? Roman, yes. And you can see, again, his entire face is like ridges and like depressions. Like he, there's just something wrong with his skeletal structure. Mm. And he's like, I work for Miss Sonia, like you. Right. We're muscle, right? Muscle. Yeah. These anarchs sure. keep trying to move into our territory. <laughs> They're going to need more warriors like us. Am I right? 
Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I gotta go check on something, and then I'm gonna kind of extricate myself and then walk toward the staircase. Uh, the staircase up to Adelaide's mm-hmm. office, which I know there are ghouls there now, but there are, and they're standing there. Hey, uh, I need to go get Miles. Can I? Um, the prince said that she was not to be disturbed. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'll be quick as I can. Up and out. Uh, I'm not sure we can let you up there, Miss Brown. Um, not very intimidating or anything. Uh, Perhaps you can be persuasive. Maybe I can be persuasive. Um, look. Or you've been drinking phlegmatic blood all night, haven't you? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're still sipping from it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this might not be exactly how it says it works in the rules, but it's the way I'm making it work. I think that you one time you tried a trick where you like demanded something. And oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, I think you can try that again. Okay. Um, because phlegmatic blood uh, gives you access to a dot of dominate, and you've just been guzzling it all night. Uh-huh. So um, let me find what, how that dominate power would work. It's called compel, and it's the first. Uh, it's one of the level one dominate powers. Give me a charisma plus one pip for dominate uh, roll. Charisma plus one pip for dominate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work. No, failure. Uh, and they're like, um, so you're like, get out of my way. And clearly like yeah the power is is turning just into vodka drunk now because you scream at them or you don't maybe you don't scream at them i'm sorry i don't want to put words in your character's mouth how do you say it to them uh i would probably try to say it sternly and and quietly but like with force but instead i'm guessing i just sort of like kind of trip on my own legs a little bit (laughs) and stumble back (sighs) yeah it's not happening. I'm sorry, Miss Brown. Please forgive us. Um. Okay. I'm gonna turn on my heel and see what's going on with Curtis. Okay, Curtis has actually been approached by yet another kindred. Um, this uh, woman has introduced herself as Lara, um, and she has kind of like she has like the vibe of. Uh, like a earth mothery type person, but she's like, and she looks to be in her like mid twenties with like a very long hair. And she's saying to you, I mean, I think it's wonderful that you managed it, you know, I mean, especially with all the disadvantages that you were saddled with. What kind of, what do you, what do you mean disadvantages? Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I just meant that you, uh, succeeded in bringing in this anarch, even though you have very little idea um, of our culture. Uh, it was a bit of a trial by fire, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean. And then, of course, there's also your blood, which is, you know, um, a hindrance in some ways, I'm sure. Listen, I didn't choose this. You know, I, I am, I am what I am, right? I was what I was before, and I am what I am now. I don't get the feeling that I don't get the feeling that even up here, I'm all you people are looking at me like I'm some kind of outsider. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to offend you in any way. I, I swear, I, 
please forgive me. <laughs> In fact, um, now that it seems that you'll be joining us for a while, uh, myself and the others, we, we've prepared a little surprise for all of you. Really? What's, who, what's your name? And all of a sudden you hear cheering. This is, oh, you're asking her name? Uh-huh. Lara is her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, suddenly, um, a bunch of people are cheering, and then out of the elevator comes uh, a, a woman in a uh, black dress. Um, she's smiling idiotically. They have her like tied to a chair. She's beautiful. <laughs> she looks waifish. Um, she's pink, not pale like these others. They sit her down in front of her, front of you, and in front of Jen Brown, and they're like, and Roman comes forward. He's like, "Go on, have some of the good stuff." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, baby!" And the prince said, "You can empty this one, huh?" <laughs> uh, I don't really like to be watched while I eat. Compliments of Miss Ross. Ah, what's the big deal? We are what we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think Curtis is like a bundle of conflictions now. It's like feel, based on what on what like Churchill Jackson told him about like gang gangrel blood people being sort of like side eyed by these folks. He's feeling like isolated and and uh and he feels like he failed and, and Churchill Jackson's icing him out, so he's feeling like depressed and it's eerily close to like the sorts of feelings that would like compel him to get drugs um, oh. <laughs> and uh, uh it's feeling feeling weak um, well that's when i have to tell you that something uh probably not good for curtis happens which is uh roman goes what's wrong you like uh you like a little spice a little additive we can put something in here we've got shit hey what do we have <laughs> does, got does Jen know about have Jen and Curtis talked about his history? We have, I'm guessing, at some point, right? Um Yeah, maybe they have. Uh yeah, it feels like they, they might have, yeah. So I'm gonna Jen's gonna look at him and be like, Curtis. Huh? You okay? Why wouldn't I be okay? It's a great night. We won, right? You we now notice that job. all the other kindred in the room are kind of watching you guys and waiting for you to enjoy. Mm -hmm. We, did we don't need job, didn't we? we succeeded. Sure, but we don't need anything extra on top, right? This is enough. Roman's going, yeah, get some, get some, uh, what do you like? Uppers, downers, what do you like? We can. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, look at me. <laughs> Give it to it. <laughs> uh, can I? Oh, can I try again? I'm so drunk, though. It's not been working. Can I try to um, try to convince Curtis? I don't know if I need my magic vampire. Curtis, get sober. Try to convince him without using your powers. Right, fair. You kind of drunkenly kind of go, look, man. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a, uh, give me a. I guess what I want to say is like, look, I, I mean, we're, I'm drunk, but I'm going to try to keep it together and be like, we are not in a safe place here. These people fucking hate us. You really want to use in front of these people? I don't know what happens to you, but this is not a good combination of things. What's not a good combination of things is like backing away from this 
everything, everything with these people is a test, and I always feel like I'm fucking failing. <laughs> I just want to do something right. Again, can I kind of get, grab his arm and be like, you're not feeling with me, basically? Yeah, like, of course. Like, look. And I think that really connects. Um, really? Blood. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, you can. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need anything. I don't need any, anything else. Um. You guys have kind of moved away from the blood doll that they've, oh, okay. you know, got tied up yeah. in the middle. And now that you see some of the other vampires in that, they've kind of stopped watching you two because they're kind of like sidling up against each other a little bit. Like, and Roman's like, get the fuck off, Mark. It's not fucking for you. It's not your fucking meal, man. Can like, I turn around and be like, hey, it's a celebration, right? Food for all. And kind of try to offer it up to everyone. Uh, yes, um, you can see some of the vampires are like, kind of like, ugh, with these people, you know, um, um, but yeah, you say it, what did you say it again? I want to hear it again. Basically like, hey, it's a celebration, right? <laughs> Food for all, basically, like, boils When Jen Brown says that, suddenly everybody's eyes go up and they just tear the woman apart. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna like kind of take Curtis's arm and be like, "Let's get out of here." And while that's all that's happening, just try to like lead him out of the room. And and I'm watching them tear her apart, and I'm very disturbed at what I'm seeing. But I'm even more disturbed because I'm jealous of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, um... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Meanwhile, upstairs. Um, yeah. Um, you've finished, uh, Miles. Your hunger is at zero. You feel incredible. And you notice that Adelaide has walked a couple st steps away from you. You're just kind of like coming to again, right? Um, after that incredible experience. Yes. And she says, you know, I used to not be allowed in this room. Oh, that's strange. My first night here, I was up here. <laughs> I know, I know. No, I was a favorite of Buttons, but he knew that as a Malkavian, I have certain uh, capacity to um, intuit things. Um, sometimes I just touch an object and... Uh, I can see its history. Oh, yeah. Yes. And since becoming Prince, I've been touching everything in here. <laughs> well, yeah, I have that power. I touch a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And I saw the conversation that you had right before the Anarch was pushed out the window. Oh, jeez. I, uh, I gotta be honest. You, I, I can't remember that. What's happened in between? Yeah, you've changed, haven't you? We all do, I suppose. I didn't really have much choice in the matter. Yes. I think you have changed. Look, and the Prince. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
I know you guys got some crazy politics going on in this building, and I, I don't have any delusions as to if I'm some pawn in your game of chess. I know it. It's clear to me. It's just about how I end up going through it is, is the way I'm going to survive. But you got to understand. My wife, God bless her, God bless her soul, died not too long ago because there are some powers that be that made it that made it just so they they kept they kept money from me. They let her go. The blood's her blood's on their hands. And for twenty years, I was in the union. Every goddamn agency wanted to break us up. If I'm just going to be a pawn in some other big, bad agency, well, then kill me right again and, and let it be over with. Miles, you're not a pawn. I think you're a knight. <laughs> or maybe a rook. <laughs> oh, wow, you mean it? <laughs> Miles, you haven't become someone's slave. You have finally become empowered. You have mortals that you hold a grudge against? Yes, I do. You can lick them away. They're ants to you now. And I'm going to let you do it as long as you do it in a smart, subtle, and controlled fashion. I do happen to have a list, except, I mean, the one... The people I want to hurt the most, I don't even know their names. I just know them as the people who run fucking health, health cross, <laughs> the insurance company that's running me. Okay. Let me see the list. Do you have it with you? Uh, yeah, sure. I Miles has a list of people he wants to kill. Yeah, sure. People to kill. <laughs> With a two instead of the <laughs> Is that silly? Is that silly? The, the CEOs you know? of, of uh, the CEO of Health Cross, and then um, the oh yeah, the the Republican senator who is trying to break up the the unions, Bill Parsley. <laughs> okay, she says, "Well, we have to we have to do it the right way. We have to make sure that our allies do not." have these people as, you know, tools and their various endeavors. But, you know, there are many mortals and uh, mortal organizations that have nothing to do with the kindred. And if these people are free from any other outside factors, well, then we can kill their children, uh, make them slice their own throat, make them slice their wives' throats. Um, we could uh, <laughs> throw them off a bridge. We could uh -huh. burn down their relatives' houses. I mean, it's really up to you. And, uh, you know, the previous prince wouldn't have allowed that sort of thing. But I like to think that I'm more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put things right in the world. I want people to be held accountable for the pain they put on others. Miles, that's what being kindred is all about. <laughs> and then she kind of looks at this like empty section of her office where like it's just kind of empty kind of wall niche. And she goes, there used to be a vase here, an urn. 
Yeah, I seem to remember something about that. Well, what do you say? Shall we go watch them deal with Mr. Headley? After you. She takes you um, to a, a room. It's downstairs. You go past the place where everybody hangs out on Elysium. Um, are Jen and Curtis oh, still here? I've got... No, 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 I wouldn't remember. Okay, yeah, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> well, that's okay. Are Jen and Curtis, are you still here? I think I said I was leading Curtis out of the room. Just out yeah. of the room, but not out of the building? Not out of the building, I don't think. Oh, great. Well, then you guys can be kind of having more conversation uh, when Miles and the... Uh, Prince start moving through, and now a lot of the vampires from Elysium are moving through, and they are moving down an access stairway to a lower floor. Miles? Yeah? What's going on? What's going on? I just had a chat with the Prince, you know. Uh, It's safe to assume that she knows a lot more than she says she does. Okay, are you all right? Uh, Miles looks great. <laughs> yeah, Miles looks incredibly well. Yeah. Do I even Miles have any good. hunger or what? What's the you deal? have zero hunger. Woo! Yeah, check me out. I'm in the best shape of my goddamn life. What happened up there? I'm not sure. Even if I want, even if I wanted to tell you, I'm not sure that'd be a good idea. The vamps are heading. Uh, the other vamps, not. Adelaide, they're heading into like this um, this floor that's kind of cleared out. There are no offices on it or whatever. But you see that there are like rows and rows of chairs set up, and someone has also like set up like a uh, like a, a big like nineteen eighties big screen TV connected to a bunch of cables and things like that. Um, I'll, I'll stand at the back of the chairs and just. Oh, hang with Curtis. Adelaide motions for you to join her, Miles. She is not going into that room. She is heading back into the elevator. I kind of go up to Adelaide and say, is there any way my associates can join me this time around? She looks at Curtis and Jen and is like, they won't be needed for this, honey. Follow me. I'll lean back to those guys there. I can't really say no to the prince. Where are you going? Where is she taking you? I have no idea. But if I say no, it seems that it's going to be a worse situation. I'll, I'll meet you back at the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Miles' catchphrase. <laughs> um, be safe. Ding! Um, the elevator opens in uh, a sub-basement two of the U.S. Steel Building. You are taken through a machine room with like a loud, like where you can hear all the heating and cooling, like moving air through the building to a a place where you suddenly see Churchill Jackson look back at you. Um, It's dimly lit in here. And uh, the bar fly is up on like a rack in the back and his head is moving and he's like, I don't know. And then Churchill Jackson like nods at a guy again, and the guy like fires up a welding torch. You know what I mean? The barber was like, (laughs) 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 and Churchill Jackson is um, 
he uh churchill uh says uh what is your connection to the anarch movement in pittsburgh and the guy's like i don't know <laughs> he's acting very different from the last time you saw Stu. um i don't know i don't know what that is i don't know what you're talking about um miles would you like to do anything here adelaide actually depends like do you have any questions for him it depends as a player it depends what miles remembers like miles what is miles convinced of (laughs) that the barfly is and like Uh, he's an anarch that was poaching in the wrong area you guys tracked it tracked him down by getting the his address from a garage where he bought classic bikes. And my um, Curtis, I mean, Miles's memory of it was we had some interaction and I know for sure that he's a butterfly. What, what like was my interaction with him in, in terms of the implanted memory? Um, like, would I be convinced like, Oh, he's goddamn lying. I'm going to, or, or would I be like, yep, guess as good as mine. <laughs> Whoops. We shouldn't have brought yeah, him here. You remember talking <laughs> to him. You remember talking to him. You remember arguing with him. Uh, he's lying. I say that to Adelaide. Um, he looks at you, and Miles, there's like absolutely no recognition in his eyes of you whatsoever. He wipes his brain, of course. He wipes his brain. <laughs> he's like, the fucking, that dude, the like, shadow man was a lion. He's full-blown anarch. <laughs> <laughs> Churchill Jackson now says, let's try this another way. Give us the names of kindred that you know and associate with. And he's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone. I don't, I don't know any kindred. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody. And then Churchill looks at Adelaide and Adelaide looks at him. And like the ghoul with the torch looks back at everybody. Make an intelligence plus politics role, Miles. I... I'm actually kind of a smart fellow, smart old man. Uh, politics? Oh, okay, sure. You killed. <laughs> uh, success. One. Okay, um, they're kind of looking at each other quizzically because there's absolutely he has to be lying about that. There's absolutely no way that a kindred could survive completely alone without ever meeting another kindred. I I storm over him and 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 I'm like, you're a fly shit. You, you remember me? <laughs> you know, trying to intimidate him, but remember me as part of it. No, I don't know who the fuck you are. You don't remember me cutting off your goddamn limbs and bringing you here. That's what I'm convinced I did. <laughs> what, what, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Either you. Either he's playing dumb or he's gone crazy. I got no idea. I mean, hell, I remember it. I'm 62. <laughs> um, Adelaide finally looks at you and goes, well, what should we do within Miles? He's been like this for hours. Should we destroy him or keep him as a little pet? You're... <sighs> Considering I got my arm torn off trying to find this guy... Destroying him seems like a goddamn waste of time. Uh, how can I, as a player in character, walk this line of trying to? I say, I, I, I say, that'd be a waste of time. I mean, if pet's the only other option, and I say, 
keep him in his head until we figure out what to do with him. Because either he's lying or I am. Churchill hey, says, hey, "Hey, you say you can get memories from objects. I, uh, I take out my wallet. I'm flipping through stuff. I, I go, yeah, yeah. I give the, I give her a credit card. I give her my money. I give her the wallet. I give her a photo of the photo from the fucking remember the office or whatever. The there we go. I give her all this stuff. I go, yeah, yeah. You want, you got memories? Take it. I see." I see. And we'll end it there for tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. And here's today's Pittsburgh fact. Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was a longtime Pittsburgh resident.